Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we are back with Beach and, uh, and Company. Tony and I are discussing the Meekum car auction. Uh, wouldn't it be funny if people didn't know that we're visiting you, they didn't know that was a rerun, <laughs> and you saw that $20 million uh, Ferrari come up for sale? I, in fact, I called Jeannie. You know, I knew that it was from last August, uh, so I called Jeannie and Nick, and I said, you guys, come here. you got to see this car. It's going to go for over $20 million because they had teased it earlier but uh, you know what was really surprising? I should say surprising, but uh, caught my eye were the uh, old, let's say, 90s and even 170, early 70s Porsche 911 that were going above $500,000. That really surprises me because uh, usually uh, the uh, Porsches, Mercedes, uh, uh, and BMWs and whatever don't drop well at Mecham for some reason. Uh, but if you got a resto mod of anything, uh, it'll get top dollar. Especially and, a 911 uh, Turbo. I mean, that is an iconic car. 911 Turbo is very fast and very iconic, and uh, it would be a nice car to have at any time under any circumstances. But I did not bid on the um, – uh, well, I did. I bid on the $20 million one, but – I only bid 4000 That's it. I, I was outbid. You thought you were going to get a bargain? I thought I'd slide in there. Nobody had noticed. Uh, but it didn't happen. <laughs> it did not happen. I asked Neverett to come in with me. He said he was good for 500 <laughs> He wanted so, a Lacar. Uh, oh, yeah, the Renault Lacar. Yes. Wow. Nothing says I don't know diddly about cars than driving a Renault. Well, as I was telling you before we got on, no. somebody bid 22000 for a uh, Renault, and it was the ugliest thing. In fact, it was one that I had never seen, but I bet, ugly. I bet they store it in a separate shed before the, before the election, not wanting people to think that was the kind of cars that would be crossing the block. Not even museums want to display it. <laughs> okay, here is what we're talking about. White flight, is that acceptable now? Not that you needed permission before, but uh, not knowing if violence was going to come to your area. I saw a piece in television from a real estate person, or people actually, saying that people were selling their houses uh, and a lot of people just moving because they don't want to be part of this. I don't blame you. You know, it's one thing to have a few fireworks shot off. It's another to have a rape. It's another to have a murder. And there was another fatality. I, I think they're listing it as a murder that happened over the weekend. So there's at least one and maybe two and uh, at least four people shot. So who wants to be part of that? 
who wants to be part of that? Not the businesses either. One business said they're uh, they're closing down and, and going to Arizona because they're not going to be part of this. And I don't blame them either. And the mayor and the uh, governor should be held totally responsible. So I'm asking you, is that something acceptable to you? If you were there, would you move? Uh, another another thing, the governor, our governor, unfortunately, Andrew Cuomo, says that if you visit for whatever reason any of the southern states uh, that have a uh, a uh, re-kick in, uh, the, in the virus, you should self-quarantine for two weeks. Would you do that? And uh, how are they going to... Um, inform it enforce it i don't know how they can after uh, returning from the south two weeks in your own house uh also let's see uh, black lives matter that's a group we're familiar with i became familiar with them um a couple of years ago during those riots when they were stealing the traditional tv sets instead of the uh, actual huge big screens uh and um, became familiar with them then but I think they've been hijacked uh, by anarchists because there are some things that they're demanding or wanting or what have nothing to do with black heritage or anything else. 803-0930-1800-616-9236 and star 930. Let us go to John in Hamburg. John, you're on WBEN on line one. John. Good morning, Sandy. Hello, John. What do you have for us today? Well, on question number two about white flight, I don't think it's just white people. I think anybody that has the means to get out of the city is going to do so, no matter what color you are, because the future of the city doesn't look any good. The way they want to downgrade the police, the way our political system is, that is against the police and people that want to do law and order. Yeah, remember, the police also, if if it came to it, I assume if the firemen showed up, they'd be harassed or, or harangued as well. Yeah, it's called white flight. It doesn't mean that all the people that move would be white. It's just that the suburbs are pre- predominantly white, and when they move out in mass, there's a reason for it, usually, and something like this would definitely be a trigger for that. And also on this subject, uh, where are you going to go to after a while? Because the way the political system is, I can't believe Cuomo, the things that he says about how he approves of you know, people expressing themselves through violence and destruction like that. Eventually, it's going to move out to the suburbs because your politicians aren't going to be there to support you. They want to defund the police for a reason, so the police's hands are tied so they can't do their job. And then it's going to be left up to the citizens. Well, remember about Cuomo now, too. Uh, we did a show on this. He practically is inviting this to happen. He has no problem with it. He says it's uh, just an acceptable form of self-expression. Uh, we did a whole show on that. And you're right. If they, uh, As the police get weakened, uh, it leaves it to the uh, people themselves to defend themselves. And what state is tighter on gun laws than New York? New York has a record of every legal handgun in, in the uh, in the area, in the state. And they also have a record, uh, although a license isn't needed, but you uh, you do have to sign a, a, a form that says you have one of anybody who has an AR-15. So that if, if anybody was to take over or try to take over, they would know exactly where the guns are. Now, that's, uh, that's all the legal ones. I'm sure there's a lot of illegal guns, too. But talking about the legal guns, they would know who owned them and where they are. And what I'm worried about, too, I, I don't want to get too far off the subject, is our Second Amendment. Uh, you know, the way Cuomo is about the guns, 
say the Democrats do win the House and the Congress this fall. Who's going to stop them from going after the Second Amendment? And then we'll have total chaos because they take our guns away. And the people like the BLM, I just think they're one group. I think there's many groups involved with them that are trying to overthrow the country, our values, our way of doing things, our religions. And I- they, I th- I, my attitude is, and, is, and it's a legitimate attitude, there are things worth fighting for. And that would be worth fighting for. Because without that, without the Second Amendment, we have r- really almost no way to defend ourselves. And that isn't the way we should all go down. We should all, we should all go down of natural causes when we're 100 years old. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Let's take a break and return on News Radio 930 WBEN. Fred in New Mexico on line four. Fred, you're on WBEN. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Fred. Uh, you know, this whole thing with the uh, BLM, uh, I believe that, well, it's it's obvious, I think, that uh, over time they've become nastier and uh, more blatant in, in the things they do. And it's no, that's enough for anybody to want to leave if they can, if they can afford it. Yeah, who would, uh, if a real estate woman showed you a house and said, uh, one thing I should tell you, there are no, there's no police protection, you wouldn't possibly move there. Who would do that? Yeah, well, that's the other thing. What about, uh, it's a double jeopardy here. I mean, they're nasty people starting to take over, and the the police are quitting. Well, you know, I don't blame the police. Uh, There's nobody supporting the police, okay? You've got the usual amount of the public that don't like the police anyway. You've obviously got a mayor and a uh, governor who don't care about the safety of the uh, residents, so you got nobody backing you up, and they want to at least cut the police budget and, in some cases, eliminate the police department. So why would you be inclined to run into a, uh, a cannon when you don't have to? A lot of them are retiring early. I saw a sign, forget where it was, but like 930 cops uh, just retiring, saying, I don't need this, and I don't blame them. Neither do I. Uh, and you're not going to find that many people who are willing to take their place. Well, that's the that's the point. If you don't see it as as being backed up by people, you get sued for everything you do. If you if you don't call somebody sir, they probably bring you up on charges. Uh, I think it's time we showed a support for the police. And, and now they they're they're getting really piddly. They're they're thinking of renaming the. Uh, they want to take the name down on the John Wayne Airport, which is in San Diego. It's a small airport. I've been to that airport. We landed our helicopter there on a promotional trip from Dallas. We we took it all the way from Dallas to to that area. Uh, so yeah, I I don't blame them. So we've got to prepare to uh, uh, to defend ourselves because all we have are the police. And if they're not there, we are screwed. That's right. And that's why I'm really against uh, all the guns being uh, monitored. by. Well, yeah, in New York State, they can tell you where every legal gun is. Now, I don't know what percentage of the guns legal represent, but it's a lot of them. 
And uh, so they can tell, they know exactly where those guns are. But it's one thing to know where the guns are. It's another to come and get them. Because I think that is where the people would stand and say, this is my castle. This is my safety. I'm not going to hand it over to the mob because then I'll have no protection at all. And I think it would, uh, it would be uh, very problematic if they tried to do that. Certainly. It's not the police that are trying to get your gun at that. Exactly. The police are there to help you. It's the other ones. And, the la- and the, so the other ones now then would try and get the police to do the job that they would like to do themselves. We have more respect for the police than that. I, ho- I would hope they'd never be put in a position like that. Yeah, me too, but, you know. You know, hey, how many things are happening now where if I told you this six months ago, you say, what, are you crazy? If I said, hey, uh, how about uh, not supporting the police? How about just ending uh, police services in our community? People would think you're nuts. But now, maybe not, especially in in areas that aren't uh, big pro-Second Amendment in the first place. Yeah. Well, I'd like to know who comes up with these initial ideas that the the uh, the police aren't there as your friend. Well, in this case, uh, it's, it started uh, with the gruesome death of George Floyd, which all of us agree is inexcusable. There's no way in hell any of us would say that they were in favor of that. But then, obviously, after that, you've got the mayor, and in most places, the city council, and you've got the governor. The governor didn't even know that CHOP had taken over a section of, of uh, one of his largest cities uh, when asked by the press. He didn't know. That'll give you an idea. And the mayor is a nut job. She's an absolute nut job. She is clueless. <laughs> That's for sure. I, I... Wow. She's comic relief. She really is. She's like a joke. Uh, and you know what will happen? I don't know when her term is up. She'll get reelected. Uh, we, we in New York can't really say much about any other state. We got de Blasio as the mayor of our city, uh, of our largest city. But, of course, keep in mind that um, uh, we didn't get to elect him. Because if we did, I'd be ashamed of myself. Uh, yeah, but um, he he is a... I don't know what's wrong with all of them. They're- yeah, it seems like it's almost like a horror movie where all the people in charge, something something came over the city and caused us uh, to have a melted brain. Yeah. And so we accept everything we would have rejected. I mean, what are the odds of the mayor and the governor there, and we've got the mayor of New York and our governor here, uh, I, I don't keep track of California knowing that if I wait long enough, everything in California will happen here six months later. That's true. Because <laughs> that's, that's what we do. That's what Andy Cuomo does. He copies California, figuring if they can do it, we can do it. And he's always out bragging. I wish he'd just, you know, just do the job. You don't have to brag. Uh, good, good things will come to you or bad things will come to you depending on the job you do, but you don't have to go out and beat the bushes for it. Thanks, thanks, Fred. Good to talk to you, my friend. Fred, my friend. Yeah, can you imagine, uh, Tony and Beamer, no police services where you live? No, I could not imagine that at all. <laughs> no, home. I know. No, no. I, I'm, I'm just thinking lights would be on. Uh, my uh, three-round banana clip. 
There's a funny there's a funny there meme out no there says uh right when entering my house when it says uh, the look that a stranger gets when breaking into my house and they hear my home security system playing let the bodies hit the floor let the bodies hit the floor <laughs> I don't have a three round banana clip but if I did I'd have to miss at least three times so that's pretty good you don't need three round banana clip to, to kill clear. a deer. <laughs> How about a terrorist? How many are they going to send? 803-0930-1800. Yeah, doesn't, uh, you want to hear Andrew Cuomo on gun control? Uh, not me. Not particularly. 803-0930-1800-616-9236. Star 930. If you want to go right to the text board, that is 716-803-0930. Hey, Sandy, well, before the break, real quick, I just remind us, uh, thought of something de Blasio once said in an interview. I think it was with Sean Hannity. Now, mind you, this is the guy that wants to defund the police when uh, talking about, when Hannity was pressing him about um, whether people, Second Amendment, de Blasio says, well, you don't need a gun. The police will be there within minutes. <laughs> but yet you want to get rid of the police. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. That, that won't hold now that's an old quote we'll be back with more of beach and company on news radio 930 wben call from mom answer it call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and we're back with beach and company i'm sandy beach um, uh, you, you know, every once in a while do you guys have thoughts that just roam into your head and you go 
Wow, what if? That don't involve women? Every day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Usually it has to do with the lottery. Well, here's mine, because I'm not allowed to do that with women, because I have a fiancé. Okay, so those, those uh, things have been cut off. But every once in a while, a thought drifts into my head, which I know is not going to happen. And I don't even really want it to happen. I just wonder what would happen if it did happen. I I love the old westerns. I really do. I just love uh, Deadwood, and I love Gunsmoke, and I I just love all of those old westerns. And what they would do is, if there was a problem in town or right around the outskirts of town, and uh, say it's a, a, a bad a guy who owns a ranch and he's got some guns around there. Uh, what they do is they get a posse together if they're wanted for some crime. They get a posse together and then the sheriff deputizes them. Okay? So when they go out, they're all deputies and they're going to face down the bad guys. I was thinking, I wonder if they could deputize Hell's Angels. Or the Mongols. Or who are some of the others, Tony? Let's see, you have the Kingsmen. The Kingsmen, they're big too, yeah. So Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, if, any others. If you had all of those, uh, uh, if you had all of those deputized, hmm, I wonder. It's just a thought. Sure. You know, it's just a random thought. Right. Now I'll go back to thinking about Ainsley Earhart. Good. I'd like to deputize her. Wouldn't that be cool, pinning the badge on her? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, look. She's not laughing at my jokes. This is bad. Uh oh, not a good sign. Yeah, uh, not a good sign at all. I don't have this deal locked up. Switch gears. Switch gears. I've negotiated a lot of contracts, but this one isn't locked up yet. It's a couple of months away from being on paper signed by both of us. So I better not do any more jokes like that, don't you think, guys? Yeah. Uh, n- now, uh, Mr. De Blasio, the mayor of New York City, has just decreed something that is not going to make a lot of his constituents very happy. What What is it, Buzzy? Yeah, in his uh, daily, because he is still doing a daily press conference, Mayor De Blasio says that indoor dining in New York C- City will not move par- forward as part of Phase 3. So remember, the rest of the state was able to have indoor dining as part of Phase 3. But New York City's De Blasio says, not so fast. Wow. Wow, you're talking about a lot of money, a lot of inconvenience, <clears throat> a lot of uh, a lot of revenue. Actually, uh, a lot of uh, business meetings are held at restaurants where they meet, either have a breakfast uh, meeting or a dinner meeting later in the day. It depends. Uh, so that's not going to be uh, not going to make them too popular there. But yet, you know what'll happen? You know what'll happen? You know it, and I know it. He'll get reelected, and we'll go, huh? It's the same thing with the mayor of Seattle. She'll get reelected. Huh? The governor of uh, Washington. That's what happens. You get the, you get the government you deserve. Uh, Bernie just read me one that's uh, a little off color, so I can't uh, read it. Uh, but it says that this guy was a pilot. He said, where is he supposed to quarantine himself? Probably in a hotel. That could be very expensive for two weeks, don't you think? Uh, but, uh, and he says, he, he says the, uh, um, the residents of that area are um, little little nuts, a little crazy. Uh, he doesn't use that term. That's the term I can't use. Let me see. Why don't we go to my friend Don on line one. Don, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy, and good morning, Tony, on this wonderful day. Good. Uh, yeah, wonderful three days. The same forecast we have for three days. 
What's on your mind, my friend? Well, question number one, self-quarantine. Yeah. Uh, you're right. How the heck are you going to uh, enforce How are you going to enforce that? You're going to be at the airport to see who just came in from Miami? That's not going to happen. Because gonna... if you check them just when they're coming in, they haven't had time to self-quarantine. So what do you do, follow up? You give them a day and then you find out if they're home? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you can't enforce them on the roads. I mean, if somebody drives somewhere and comes back. No, because they're going to have New York plates on their on their vehicles. So it's not like uh, New York going down to Texas or Florida. They can easily spot you. But um, I guess anybody with Florida or Texas plates, something like that, uh, what do they do if they don't live here? Are they supposed to quarantine immediately? I guess so. <laughs> and if so, I wouldn't plan a trip here. Otherwise, you're going to be, yes, come on up for the weekend. We can have a nice dinner. And then you come up and you go, oh, the restaurants aren't open in New York City yet. And I've got to stay in a hotel for two <laughs> weeks. I, want, I wonder if, it re, if it's done in reverse. In other words, you, you have to quarantine 14 days when you get to New York. And then when you get back to wherever you came from, they might quarantine you 14 days because of that. Well, remember, in the early days uh, of this virus, they were stopping people with New York State plates at different borders and turning them around, uh, not allowing them uh, to, uh, uh, to come into the, uh, into the city, uh, not uh, to, into their state. Whether I think they were doing that with some of the Carolinas, and uh, it was a couple of states were doing that. Well, the worm turned, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did, and and here Cuomo is bragging, and the the Texas people got sick of it, and they did some uh, research, and they found out that their death percentage, percentage of people who die from it, is 20 times higher in New York State than it is in Texas. But he goes around bragging about another, uh, uh, you know, another stat that looks good for him. This isn't, this shouldn't be a bragging. Mine is bigger than yours. Uh, fight. This should be a, a mutual assistance fight where everybody helps each other out because he certainly needed it at the beginning and the, the feds were there for him. Uh, what about um, besides uh, what about white flight, Don? People who live in, uh, in suburbs uh, or perhaps live in the urban areas of major cities saying, no, it's getting too dangerous. And if they do eliminate a police department, who wants to live there? Well, that's for sure. Uh, well, actually, Imagine what your house would be worth if suddenly, Don, they found out that your police department was no longer in existence. Uh, that's a scary thought. Uh, I'm going to deal with that in, in a minute. Okay. First of all, as far as the uh, white flight, or whatever you want to call it, uh, that's been going on for quite a while. Yes, it has. I, I mentioned a, a column when Buffalo was dead in the water where we really weren't going anywhere, one of the columnists wrote that part of the problem was that years before when Buffalo was uh, was prospering, uh, there was a good mixture of population, and then he used the term white flight, which is a common term. It doesn't literally mean everybody that leaves is white, uh, but the white flight leaving and not being part of the growth of the city, and that's the reason I brought it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely pertains to... Many different, you know, whether you're white, black, or whatever, the people are leaving to, to, for some reason, you know, go out there. Well, if, if the education isn't as good, 
and there's no protection, why would you want to stay in the city? I can't figure it out. It doesn't make any sense to me. It never did. And, uh, oh, any, anyway, that, your third question about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been infiltrated by some anarchists. There's no question about it. Uh, how did they uh, figure out which ones are which, I guess, but uh, it's definitely been infiltrated. Well, they want to rename the John Wayne Airport, which is in San Diego. Next, though, I won't mention the name of a restaurant that has my favorite burger in it. And they have a burger called the Duke Burger. Ooh. And you know who the Duke was. Yeah, I, we all know who the Duke was. No question about that. But the, and it's not, not the Duke of Earl either. Yeah. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Duke, 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 uh, Duke of Earl. I mean, come on. They want... They they want to rename airports for crying out loud. They want to tear down our heritage of Jefferson, Washington, uh, Madison, anything with historical significance they want torn down, which tells you that they try and find a line to something that so they can tear it down and be justified in their mind. Right. No question. Now, uh, I'm going to leave you with this for your listeners uh, as far as uh, – Minneapolis and doing away with the police department. Uh, can you imagine going forward if uh, some woman who was having a real problem called 911 and uh, she's going to get a recording that's, that says press number one for an English-speaking social worker, number <laughs> two for a Spanish-speaking social worker, Press number three for an English-speaking community organizer. <laughs> press four, Spanish-speaking community organizer. And press five, if you are still conscious and still with me, and repeat after me. <laughs> Lord, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. <laughs> Very good, Don. On point, as usual. Thanks for the call. Uh, we'll be back with more. On News Radio 930, WBEN. Let's go to uh, Bill in Eden on line two. Bill, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. I think Tony was right on the ball there when he was talking about the founding of Black Lives Matter as a an organization that has Marxist roots. Now, I looked at them up, and the founders, their names are Patrice Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tomiti. And if you wanted to hear Patrice in her own words, I just had like a 10-second little clip here right on this particular topic. So here goes. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, Listen to what she says we, here. We uh, are trained Marxists. Did you hear that? We're trained... Trained Marxists and trained organizers. Yeah, so we got to really be careful about that because law and order is what's really important to us. Well, the last trained organizer we had was Barack Obama, so that was scary enough. Yeah, a good rule of thumb might be to beware of any group that marches with its fists in the air, because you can't hold the hand of your brother and sister if your hand is in a fist. Now, I, I know the president took some flack by retweeting some kind of video from, I think it was some place in Florida where people in a golf cart that were giving protesters, you know, grief. And I think they said, like, the words white power, and he said he didn't hear that. And that's the same kind of group where you see skinheads marching with their stupid fists in the air yelling white power. But it seems like the way Black Lives Matter work, it seems like a nice sentiment, but 
the, the way that the slogan is going, it would almost be like if you convince like young black people that you want white people to have the power to do the things that they want to do, right? Sure, yeah, and, and legal and above board, you want them to have an equal chance, an equal opportunity at education, all of that. And in that case, black lives do matter, and we shouldn't disregard them. But not where there's burning down sections of the cities. Yeah. Um, someone said that's the whole point of good propaganda. You want to create a slogan that nobody's going to be against and everybody's going to be for. Nobody knows what it means because it doesn't mean anything. And that's- well, that's like most groups now. They, they tag themselves with a name that's totally misleading. You're right, and, and the, the sentiment you express is right, too, because then you can't come after them simply because of their name, because their name means good things. Someone else said, read the Communist Manifesto and then go to Black Lives Matter, What We Believe page. They replace working man with black and the bourgeoisie with cisgender. Other than that, it's a nice summary of the book. Well, I think it's uh, going to be very interesting because so far, let's see, the uh, the city council uh, in uh, uh, let's see the city council has already I think yeah they've already voted out the police department uh, in Minnesota okay in Minneapolis so that vote has been taken now if it goes like the like like most do it would go to the mayor's desk for signing. But I don't know what that practically means. Do they have a sheriff's department that would come in and oversee it? Would the state police be there? Um, I'm sure that it's it's all laid out who has what jurisdiction. And I, I can't see them actually letting go an entire police department. Yeah, don't you remember, like, the, from the very beginning, you can almost find that video online where it was a Black Lives Matter group marching and it was disgusting. They were saying they were chanting "pigs in a blanket, fry them like fry them up." Yep. Yeah, that was just awful to see. I do remember that. And they got look at their signs: "Kill the cops," all kinds of things, which I didn't think were legal. To be honest with you, I didn't know that, that that's an that's an overt threat to the lives of policemen. Uh, I didn't think you could just do that and walk in a public place uh, presenting that as uh, your manifesto. Maybe instead of saying that they've been infiltrated by troublemakers, it's, it's more accurate to say that what you're actually seeing is the fruit of the roots of this organization. And, and Joe was right, too, where he said if you contribute to this, those funds go to the Democratic Party. Lovely. Well, we'll see what happens. Thank you very much. Always appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I got time for another one. Let's go to uh, line three, Daryl and Medina. Daryl, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy. Well, Hello there, Daryl. For once, I'm going to stick the topic to start with, but I, got, I just got a hot news flash from my wife here. So I love watching to look up. You got a hot flash from your wife? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, now, I have a fiancé. Don't talk to me like that. Brown. You're running. Go ahead. You're running out of time, Daryl. Go. Mayor Brown. Mayor Brown. Is this house up for sale yet? Uh, no. I think actually Mayor Brown, from what I can see, has done a fairly decent job, and he hasn't proposed uh, liquidating the police department. Did you? Well, I got a. I got a. I got one more for that. Before I before I get to that, I I come to one conclusion. I looked. As, as I usually do, I try to look at things a couple different ways. The deal with Aunt Jemima. Right. Her Oates owns them. Owns the Aunt Jemima. What a, yeah, yeah, Aunt Jemima, come on. I mean, really, no harm, no foul. 
let me let me. I I thought of a I thought of a reason a reason why they might say the heck with it and change the name. Why? Maybe they don't want. Maybe maybe they don't. Maybe they're sick and tired of the whole thing. So they're gonna just maybe they're maybe they don't they don't like what maybe the head of the Quaker Oats don't like what's going on. So I don't even want. We're not gonna have anything to do with it. We're not gonna promote it. Whatever. They don't want the they don't want the hassle of it. Maybe they don't like pancakes. No. Who knows? These, these are these are the tough questions. Got to run, Daryl. Thank you for the call. We'll be back with more News Radio nine thirty WBEN. All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.